Also, we're continuing in today's Mishnah Yomi, and today we find ourselves in Perek Gimel, Mishnayis Dalid through Hey, Mishnayis four through five. So Mishnah Dalid says as follows: Kusi, all the Ama So this is an interesting case. If a person goes ahead and brings his wheat, now remember again, we're talking about I'm bringing my wheat to a token. Token is a grinder. So I'm taking my wheat in order for someone to grind it into flour. Now, the situation over here is I'm bringing wheat that has already been properly tithed. And I'm bringing it to the grinder who is a kusi or an amara. So remember again, the kusim are a group of individuals who converted, but whose conversion is subject to a halachic dispute as to whether or not it is an authentic or proper conversion. This is a whole discussion the Gemara has about kusim. Are they gere MS? Are they proper converts? Are they what they call gere arayos? Are they instead converts who only converted as a result of an outbreak of lions? This is arayos with an aleph and not with an ayin, which means immorality. So there's a whole discussion. Sin Halot in general, we're often unsure about how to treat the kusim. So in any event, here the Mishnah says, I bring my wheat, I have tithed wheat, and I bring it to an Amma, or it's someone who's ignorant about the laws of Trumas and Maestros, or an orakusi. What's the halacha? Bechazkas on the Maestros Ulushvias. So essentially, the wheat maintains its chazaka, maintains its status regarding Maestro and Shemitah. Now, what that means effectively is that halacha la Maestro. We assume that what I gave the kusya, what I gave the amaret, is exactly what they give me back. In other words, there is no concern that perhaps the kusi or the amaret will swap my produce for someone else's produce. However, again, the con- contrast that with Latochin Ove Kochavim, but again, excuse me, if I go ahead and I give it to an Ove Kochavim Menachem, an Anju, who is grinding the wheat, Demai. So in this case, the wheat I get back is Demai has to be retithed. So you see that when it comes to a grinder who's non Jewish, there is a concern that perhaps he swapped my produce with something else. And therefore, whereas I gave him tithed produce, the concern is that maybe he gave me back something which was untithed. Therefore, again, when I get it back from him, I have to effectively retithe it. So same idea, if I go ahead and let's say I deposit, I have produce that is tithed. And I give it to a kusi or to an amaaretz for to watch over it. I give it to them to watch over it. In other words, that we we assume same idea. What I gave them is what I get back. And therefore, if I gave them tithe produce, then halacha lamaisa, I assume that what I gave them is exactly what I got back. Eitz ovid kochavim. But here's what's interesting: if I deposit fruit with an ovid kochavim, kipirosav. Then we assume that perhaps the Akum went ahead and swapped my fruit for his fruit. Now, here's what's interesting about that. That actually doesn't pose a halachic problem because halacha lemaisa, again, the produce of an Akum is not subject to any levels of trumas and maestras or shemitah for that matter. So therefore, even if he did swap it, it doesn't really have a halachic implication for me. Rabbi Shimon Omer Demai, Rabbi Shimon says, no, however, if you deposit your produce with an Akum with a non-Jew, you, there's the potential for that he swapped it, but it's also possible that he swapped it for someone else's produce, not his own. And therefore, again, it's possible that maybe although you gave him tithe produce, maybe he's giving you back untithed produce. And therefore, Rabbi Shimon says you have to treat the produce like demai, and therefore you would have an obligation to go ahead and retithe it. Beautiful. Mishnah, hey, fifth Mishnah. This is an interesting case. So the Bartanur explains as follows. It was common 
that when a person would go ahead and check into an inn, they would bring food with them, but often ingredients, and they would give it to the innkeeper, and the innkeeper would go ahead and prepare for them a meal with the ingredients that I brought. So the Mishnah says as follows, when I go ahead and I give food, I give ingredients to the pundakis, to the innkeeper, I have to tithe whatever I give her. Now, why is that? Because at the end of the day, this is a general halacha that you're not permitted to give someone something that is untithed. And since there is a concern about potentially swapping it, if they do swap it, we don't want them to end up eating untithed produce. So therefore, I have to tithe the produce before I give it to the pundak, is the innkeeper. And whatever she gives me back, I have to retithe again, because there is the real concern that perhaps she swapped that which I gave her with something else. And Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, no, ein anu achroin l'ramoin. Rabbi Yossi says, not true. We are not responsible for people who engage in deceptive practices. You do not have to tithe that which you give the innkeeper. Rather, you only have to tithe that which you give back. In other words, Rabbi Yossi says, if, somebody, if I'm going to give someone my ingredients and they're going to use it and swap it for something else, that's an act of theft. If they're going to be a thief, I don't have a halachic obligation to go ahead and take care of the thief. So therefore, again, to cause a person to double tithe, essentially, again, tithe before I give the ingredients and then tithe when I get back the finished product, that's incorrect. Therefore, Rabbi Yossi says, you don't have to tithe the produce before you give it to the innkeeper. You just have to tithe it when you get it back from her. Wonderful. Wishing everyone a good Chodesh and a good Shabbos, and we'll continue Matthew Shabbos.